T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Ron Layton is here with us. Born and raised in Pittsburgh. Homewood a lot, right? Some Hill District as well? Homewood, Hill District, Oakland, Northside. Yeah. Catholic school background, two PhDs. By the way, am I wrong? You're also, are you in the College Football Hall of Fame? Uh, I I am. Right? Yes. So on top of everything else, you were a really good football player. I was. I was a good football player. What what did you play? What position? As a running back. Running back. On top of that, you have like seventh and eighth degree black, black belts and two, right? Martial arts? Uh, last last I checked, yeah. <laughs> you were what I would call an, an A student, sir. I, I was not an A student. Come I, on, man. You have two PhDs. Yeah, that's Ron when Ron got some damn sense. Okay. But R- Ron at Central was interested in Ron's 40 time. Oh, is that true? Yeah, no, that that's, that's I'm just being honest with you. That's absolutely true. So a great student, uh, no. Uh, but good enough to like look at say w- what's the test on and not study at all and get a B yeah sure, but if Ron would have studied Ron would have got A's but Ron didn't Ron was interested in having fun and running around the football field and winning karate tournaments. By the way, man, when I was at Central, when you were at Central, it was an awesome experience. First of all, I was a horrible athlete and a horrible football player, but I played with guys like uh, Sinceri. And uh, Sal, who played for the Steelers and is an Alabama coach and a defensive coordinator in, in the NFL, and his sons are in the NFL, and uh, Dan Marino. So I saw it. It was kind of that dynasty feel, wasn't it, at Central? Yeah, it, it was. Um, I could remember my senior year, uh, God rest his soul, Joe Felitsky's passed away, but Joe was my senior quarterback, and he was on Parade Magazine as the top quarterback prospect in the United States. That's amazing. Yeah, and, and what you know what Central does is Central puts a young man into an atmosphere where number one, success is expected. It's true. And if you run afoul of that, there's a consequence to that. So you will fall in line and you'll do what they ask you to do and you're better for it. But at the time, you, you probably you're not quite sure about things. But I you know, and I talked to my buddies uh that uh went to Central. It's is a great place. It is a great place, a great institution, and I had a fabulous time there. And I owe, uh, just like I owe the Secret Service, I owe Central Catholic, I owe the Secret Service, and I would tell you I owe Montana Tech all everything. And, and of course, my parents. No, I, I, I'm with you. Central uh, saved my life. I was a derelict, and I got there, and they lined me up, man. started running track and playing football, got me on the right path. And I, I love the place. 99% of the kids go to college. Um so you come back to this town, you love it, we go to Minio's, blah, blah, blah. 
But let's get down to it. You said something that's actually fascinating because I've said it on this show. You're a successful black man. You have an unbelievable pedigree by any standard in any town in the world. In Pittsburgh, if I said, hey, Rom, let's go check out the upper middle class, wealthy black neighborhood in Pittsburgh. Does that exist, sir? Well, it, 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 it does not. In Pittsburgh, we'd have to drive about 300 miles. And that's, that's part of the issue is that you can't point to that. And so when a city is looking at the attraction of talent, right, right, it makes it a hard sell because you end up saying, well, you know, things like uh, education, the, the diversity and advancement of everybody, and I mean everybody, that's a marker of success. It is. So in so many ways, Pittsburgh has done well in terms of technology, uh, the sports and entertainment business, obviously the healthcare system, but there have been some people like, you know, folks in, in my neighborhoods where I, where I grew up who have been left behind. And the neighborhoods where you grew up, if we, we left here today and drove through them, maybe even worse off, but still pretty bad off from when you grew up in those neighborhoods 30 years ago, right? Yeah, for, right? for, for sure. Yeah there's, yeah, there's no doubt about it. And I think that's frustrating. I mean, wouldn't you say when you come back home and look around? Frustrating on several levels because, you know, there's a generation that's coming behind us. And I fear that that generation is going to be told the same thing that I was. And it goes like this. If you want to expand your opportunities and you need to learn and you need to grow, you got to leave Pittsburgh. Mm. My man, this could be on a T-shirt. This troubles me because what you said, I think, is profound. Man, it's so frustrating that if you are an A student and you have all these qualities and you're African-American and you have a list of 50 cities where you want to go, for all intents and purposes, my man, we're not going to be on that list, are we? Well, we're not going to be high on the list. And, and, And the reason is, is that you can go other places and there are fewer obstacles. You know, the reason that a lot of people can't do X or can't do Y is because there are obstacles in front of them. Of course, some of the obstacles are self-imposed because of things that folks do some, sometimes. Right, right. But when, when the obstacles are, are, are present in, in systems or it just makes it a little bit harder for one group of people versus another group of people, you end up saying, well, maybe I should go someplace where those obstacles are fewer. And that's what it comes down to. No, but but and, and again, you know, how could I argue with you? That's why I love you. But why is Pittsburgh different than, because you said you have to drive 300 miles. You're talking about D.C. That's right. Why is that so dramatically different? And let me offer as an example, what's the restaurant you took me and my family to? Old Ebbets Grill. Right? Full of really well-dressed, successful African-Americans. And in this town, you don't see that. Why? So Help me, man. A, a couple things about D.C., and, and this is one of the things that I really like about Washington, D.C. It's a very diverse town, but when we walked into that restaurant and you saw, you know, not just a bunch of black folks in there that are, you know, it's a nice restaurant, well-dressed. Right. Here's the thing, Marty. Nobody cares. That's right. <laughs> Nobody cares that 25% of the folks in there are black and well-dressed and well-educated. I could care less. Right. And, and the reason that you care less is because it is not an outlier it's the norm. But, but why, why can't we break through that here, man? So a lot of it has to do with a lot of folks leave Pittsburgh for opportunities. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, the, go back to the cops. The police department 
tries their best. They do. But what happens is, like, I can remember Prince George's County, where I live. Prince George's County came to Pittsburgh to recruit. Oh. I can remember that from years ago. Wow. And so it's it's uh, it's uh, again I'm the I'm the it's never just one thing it's a confluence of things. People are told if you want to get an opportunity you got to go, and then once you go you find out well why why would I go back? Because there are all of these opportunities for me to do better in the workplace. Maybe I get a better house, a better neighborhood, all of that kind of stuff. And and so that that is something that's difficult to overcome. And then the other issue that we were talking about is that you know Pittsburgh has not seen an influx of people who are just coming from other places. That's right. Immigrants. Right? Yeah. So you've got a lot of, you know, Pittsburgh's a pretty old school city, and that means you've got old school attitudes. Nice. And some of those old school attitudes weren't necessarily all that friendly to all groups. It's been a uh, real pleasure to have my good friend Ron Layton uh, served under four presidents. To kind of take your breath away sometimes to imagine that you were in the White House under four different administrations, sir, it's kind of cool. Yeah, it, it's a it's an odd reality. I yeah. mean, really, at heart, I'm just a Pittsburgh kid. And what institutions like Central and Montana Tech and particularly Secret Service, like they, they gave me, I'm so thankful to our great nation, they gave me more than I was able to contribute. So the first time you get on Air Force One, right, the first time you walk into the White House, like, like I, I, I took you, right? Yeah. Um, the first time that you meet any president or even see them, right? Yeah, it's it's a it's a difficult uh, job, and it comes with a lot of responsibility. However, you know you, you you get a chance to see things that other people just flat out don't get a chance uh, to see. And I am forever thankful, uh, forever grateful, and forever humble to being able to serve in that job. Um, as you went from administration to administration, it appears as if you look at the numbers, the threat level against presidents gets exponentially higher. Is that accurate? So I, I wouldn't I wouldn't use a word exponential. Um, I think Mr. Obama's no, and, and I I'm not just talking out of school here. Like of course. I, I manage the threats for, for these presidents. So yeah. um, Mr. Obama's threat level was similar to Mr. Trump, but one oh. of the things that happened is that with the explosion of social media you know, and the explosion of cell phone technology, that kind of stuff there were more opportunities to launch threats from computers and phones and stuff like that. So you saw a lot of the threats uh, go up. But um, every president gets gets their turn in the barrel when it comes to that type of stuff. And that that's incredibly important to manage uh, protective resources because what you're trying to do is you're trying to create an environment, of course, where these people are safe. You're trying to push the risk to zero, and a lot of it's based on threat intelligence. That's a really, really, really big deal. Is a lot of it just keyboard cowards or a substantial amount legit, the threats? Yeah, they're all taken seriously, uh, but there is some legitimacy to these kinds of things. But it's the type of thing that you don't really know until you can uh, knock on a door and talk to somebody, or, or maybe you've got to effectuate an arrest, something like that. But it's, I mean, listen, uh, presidential threat is a really, really uh, big deal, and the agency does a really good job at uh, monitoring and investigating these threats. It's a big You look deal. incredibly, um, briefly, but it's important stuff to me, you look incredibly fit right now. Have you quit on the Minio's extra cheese pizza. So here's the thing: yeah. when you and I sit down for extra cheese and pepperoni and mushroom, that 
that's that's not like the norm. Right. So so uh, trust me, I will be on the bike tonight yeah. at midnight watching ESPN getting after it. Yeah. Right. And I'm a 12 hour guy, so I do the 12 hour intervals. And and look, I, I've studied nutrition for a long time. So when you and I sit down for minios, yeah. that's what I call a special occasion. I get it, it is a one off. Thanks, my man. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.